Welcome to the podcast. It is Monday, just about 1 o'clock Monday, August 23rd. Um, it's Eric, it's Alex. There may be some guest sounds on today's episode. Um, yes, um, your dogs, mm-hmm. but also um, the inside of this building is being gutted. Oh, fun. So, yes, there could be some loud noises intruding on the podcast today, although I think the guys have taken lunch or something, but it was very loud when I got here. Josh uh, asked me if I could come in early to help him deconstruct things because tomorrow everything is getting carpeted, so all the cubicles have to be pulled apart, and Josh is like, put them somewhere not in here. And um, Yeah. Yeah. So and And the dogs might make an appearance as well. That's right. Petey's napping, but, you know, it's a little quiet in here, so every sound is a threat to him. So we'll see how this goes. He can be awakened at any time. Yeah, he's, like, sitting in between my legs right now, so he's chilling, but you never know. Um, First things first, and I did not effectively prepare for today's podcast. I don't even have the the on-air show lined out, but I do have my notes. Um, Tomorrow, you're you're good to go 3 o'clock? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, one of the uh, one of the guys for running for city council, Mac Driscoll, um, will be on. So no Janet tomorrow. She's Wednesday. But I've already spoken to enough city council people by myself. So I want your perspective to talk to Mac, who quite honestly is is probably one of the people that will get through and be voted on to council. At least he's got the resume to do so, in addition to mm-hmm. all the incumbents who will be back on council. I was talking with somebody today. It seems like, only, in reality, only two spots are up for grabs, and it seems like Mac is um, qualified to be the other one. He works for Connect Toledo. Do you know what that is? I feel like I've heard of them before. They're one of the places downtown that helps uh, do downtown development. Every time there's a a big project, it might've been like a a quick mention in a sentence, but connect Toledo probably has something to do with it. So um, we'll, uh, we'll run him through the ringer tomorrow. And uh, if I I didn't save the article though, I should have, there was a pretty exhaustive um, section in in the blade yesterday, uh, about an hour or so with some quotes from each of the mayoral candidates of which there are three and then um, a, a quick paragraph and uh, a very short bio of all, like 18 or so, I think, oh, wow. people running for city council. And again, I was talking to a friend today. Um, I'm appreciative of outsiders trying to you know, get into to politics and, and have a say. But I don't know if many of them have the experience and the skills to actually get anything done. And where they do things now, they might actually be more effective than getting into the political minutia of council. But uh, right. yeah, the, the Blade did a good job of, of getting everybody's information out there. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, not everybody is going to make it. Not everybody is the most qualified. But it's great to see so many people like energized to get involved. I think that was, there's been a couple times where we talked about that and that there was a lack of energy and wanting to get involved and wanting to, you know, have an input and care about what's happening in the city. So that's, it's actually pretty cool to see that. Is there usually this many people like, or is this some sort of post COVID like virtual school drama? Like, is this, I think that that, I think it's a sign of the times, but at the same time, 
Like I respect you more, even if I disagree, I will respect you more for getting involved compared to like not giving a shit at all and just ignoring everything and living your life. I think it's a lot of things and you, Mm -hmm. it's a very, what I think, low barrier to make it into this part of the election, the primary, which is in a handful of weeks. And then it gets whittled down to like 12 and then six uh, on election day. You know how many signatures you need to get on the ballot? Like 300, right? Yeah, that that's not a lot. It's no. Not, it, <laughs> it's a neighborhood. A, right. <laughs> so, and you just got, you cut out, oh, your damn, your damn little rinky-dink apartment with no connectivity. Hi, welcome back. Hi, sorry, Hi. I had a phone call. I don't, that number is interesting. I don't know who it is. Um, anyway. To just pick apart what you said. I do think it's great that people want to be involved. And I I unfortunately think that some of these people are going to get uh, some soap in their mouth and find out very painfully and publicly mm-hmm. that um, your sphere of influence is not enough, especially at the level where you're trying to run for at large, as opposed to... Um, so Sam Meldon, a couple, in 2017, didn't make it for one of the at-large seats. Because mm-hmm. that, that's hard. Like, you have to touch every end of the city. But when Sam Correct. was able to take over for Tom Winooski, I think, um, it was a shoe-in because that's where he lives. Yeah. So, at-large is really tough. And I think some of these people are going to find out that they're too small a fish in a, in a really large pond. And then, let me fill in a compliment here to you. And again, these people might be better off just doing good in their neighborhood and building mm-hmm. their, their tiny little community coalitions because unfortunately, and I know this is why they want to run, to, to get the politics out of politics. That's never going to happen. Um, no, it's not. You, you would be more optimal than a lot of these people because while a lot of these people maybe have successfully run businesses or, or have some really good ideas or they just love Toledo and want to make it better, like, that's not going to work. You're not going to get anything done. You understand the minutia of policy and politics because of what you do. So you would have a, you just can't have like passion and fervor to do good in the community. You actually have to get things done and you have the skill set to do that rather than some of these other people who they're just passionate about Toledo and that's great, but that's not going to get anything done on city council. I feel like one day I'm going to find myself on the ballot and I didn't even know it. Like I, this may, I, I would, I want to say there's like two handful of times where you're like, Alex, do it, Alex, do it, Alex, do it. I'm like, no, I'm not built for this. Like, yes, but no, at the same time, you know what I mean? But thank you. I do. I agree. Like, it's not going to be, you're never going to get the politics out of it. So you have to know how to like maneuver it authentically and genuinely, but also like, strategically at the same time and in a way that is most impactful for the community members you serve for the businesses for the organization and and with good intention you know one quote i I came across today or yesterday and or in my conversation today something about being it's all backroom and they're tired of the backroom insular nature of toledo politics that's yeah everywhere like how do you think stuff gets done (laughs) Like that, that, I mean, yeah, 
That's how government works. That's how leader, you know, that's how leadership and management works. You manage a team. You see it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not a democracy. You know, you, you do your hallway conversations and whatnot, and you try to get everybody on the same page. But at the end of the day, things are done behind doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. true. And, and, and there's, you know, you can fill people in as much as you can. But at the end of the day, like, it, that's all it is. It's, a, right. it's filling you in. You know, we'll keep things in mind, but we have to make the best decision for the bottom line or for the overall yeah. good. And sometimes it's not representative of everybody. And it took me too long. I guess I guess one of my early 30s, around your age, when I got to be in management, and I started to understand that decisions often get made not in the best interest of things, but because of you said, like you said, the bottom line, and mm-hmm. it's it's more challenging than people think, and very overwhelming. And you just said you don't think you have the skin for it. I think you do, but I might be wrong because we are very similar, and I don't have the skin for it. Even though, um, you know, I I know a lot of people, and I think I can do some good. But my platform is is here, so. I mean, I, I watch, like, there's a couple people that I see, like Nick Comives, so I've never had the pleasure of meeting. Like, I see him so often doing things and all of the work that he puts in, and I'm just like, I don't know if I have the energy to do that. Because realistically speaking, I would keep my job, you know what I mean? I would still be working and adding to mental health and nonprofits in our community, but then also, like, doing my part personally as a council member. But I just can't do it. <laughs> like, no. You, you need really thick skin, and, and, and I certainly yeah. don't have it. And and Nick had the thin skin because he's a gay guy. So for, <laughs> his, for, for much of his life, he has dealt with yes. people calling him the F word and a lot of other things. So um, being on council, he, he can manage it, and he's done a great job, and he's grown even more aspirational. And I guess he's kind of guy. I, I look at him as having guided Sam because Sam was a, a rookie council member after not getting the at-large one. It's a it's a challenge, and you know, we we kind of lauded like Tony Dia for running, and I think it was more than what happened to his son. That was probably just the the last straw. Sure. But sure, can you get things done on council? I don't know because again, there's a mm-hmm. there's there's a certain type of per, a certain type of person with certain types of relationships. You just can't. You can't be a bull in the china shop. You've got to work with people. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if some of the people running now and before and in the future understand that part of the job. Yeah, and there's a give and take as well. Like you're in order to get things done, you have to help other people get things done as well that you might not agree with. Like there's just it's just it's how it works. It's how it works. It's a game. It's it is unfortunate, but that's never going to change. And like no I think people who are like I don't some of those candidates locally and nationally who are coming forward saying that they're going to change all of that. Like I write them off immediately because it's like, no, you're not. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's not happening. That's not happening. You must be clueless. You truly don't know what you're doing. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to change something, but to actually get those things done is overwhelmingly challenging. And you can use up months and months worth, worth of physical, psychological, professional energy, and you just move the needle a little bit, like that's basically what, what politics is. And you will you will never change that because that's just been the way things have always been. I wish outside of politics, but you know, in, in life and in management, in leadership, um, obviously young people are more bold and less risk averse and creative and energetic. Um mm-hmm. 
I wish they had the experience and ability to manage through people uh, the way older, more experienced people do. Like, that's the key to utopia and panacea and getting things done. Having the older and the experienced and the, the more risk-averse marry with the younger people who have the energy and creativity, meet in the middle, and get things done. Sure. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we I hear that all the time of like, well, you're younger, you have the energy, please do it for us. From like an older person's perspe- perspective, especially when it comes to like battling um, some systematic issues like i don't even i don't know any other way to say it other than like systematic challenges that that are just need to go you know i am always i'm not going to call myself a trailblazer but i'm always the person that's ready and willing to fight for those things but at the same time like i don't know i think that's a i think that's also an old idea and that like well an older person can be the one to manage it so you know, we need to marry the two compared to like, you may be able to find it all in an older person or guide that older person to more advocacy or the younger person that's strong in advocacy can also grow in the leadership needed to execute it. Well, and that's why working together is, is more optimal because finding the, per, the, the younger person that has the older traits or the older mm-hmm. person that has the younger traits is <laughs> like trying to find a drop of water in the ocean. But that's why if we could just work together, like you and I, like, I'm older, more experienced, but in in so like no. Yes, I am. I am wise. <laughs> but I yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So but no, we have we just have the, we have the friendship, so it, it, it's easier. Yeah. But you know, old people are fearful of handing things over to the inexperienced, and young yeah. people often hate everything because that's the way you've always done it. Well, in a lot of ways, uh, the way we've always done has kind of worked. And all right, we'll save the rest of this for for tomorrow. Um. Okay. You enjoyed the Woodward Dream Cruise, where not a boat was in sight. <laughs> Actually, there was a couple people who put a body of a jet ski on a motorcycle. And so they were riding around on a motorcycle shaped like a jet ski. Like of there was a pair were. of them. And then there was a couple like interesting vehicles, like everybody, you know, who was pulling out. And so the, for those that don't know, the Woodward Dream Cruise is like a car show, but it, on wheels, like in Detroit and Woodward is like, what, nine miles long? Like it's a very long stretch of road and all of the city kind of comes together like a parade, but it's cars. And then there's portions of the city where the cars are parked and you, so you can walk up to them and walk around and there's like vendors that are out and all sorts of stuff along this long road it was my first time going it is not an organized event and that was what i had a hard time with like i think of toledo pride you know what time it starts you know what time it ends you know where to go where it's going to begin where it's going to end and what is where where with this there is no organization because it started a long time ago and has just kind of manifested into this so the toughest part that I had was at the very beginning. I think you and I were texting about it. Thomas was so excited and I was having a really hard time. Like I'm not a type A person, but some things I am. And this was one of them having coordinating when we're leaving and where we're going because there were multiple people that were coming to meet us was really challenging for me because I did not understand. I'm like, I don't know. So I will, once we land where we land, I will text and let everybody know and we'll go from there. So we ended up getting there. We were in gridlock for a while. I think we started off in Royal Oak and 
like right at Woodward when you get off the highway and kind of worked our way around the city, dealt with traffic, hit the back roads. We finally parked and I was just like, listen, Thomas was starting to get frustrated. I was getting frustrated because like I didn't understand what he was trying to do and I couldn't I was like boiling on the inside, just sitting like, can we just park so we can go? And so we got to a back road, parked our car, walked our chairs and blanket up to Woodward, found the perfect spot in shade, which was so important to me because it was blazing hot out, found the perfect spot in shade, laid our chairs out and our blankets. And I just got to sit there for hours. I think we got there at about like 530 or six and we didn't leave until 930 or so. So I was out there the entire time. I got up maybe twice to go use the bathroom. Everything else, I was just sitting there like in awe of everything that was riding past us. Just, you know, it was re- it was a good time. Yeah, it is quite a spectacle. And I'm, I'm glad that you wound up liking it because when I texted you, I was... I was thinking I was just going to let you vent, but I guess you hadn't, you weren't quite there yet, but I was expecting a torrent of venting later on today, but I'm glad you enjoyed it, especially on a ruthlessly hot day. Yeah, it was. So it was, that was me leading up to, I tend to get pretty anxious if I don't have control over things like this. And when my brother was planning to go, you know, I was like, we have to kind of be at least somewhat organized because other people are counting on us. And because I was anxious and Thomas was excited and when he gets excited, he gets like slap happy. So like he'll forget like literally a route that we can take every day. He'll forget to make a turn, you know, or like when we were getting when we were going down there, we hadn't had lunch. So we like swung by Wendy's and I was like, listen, let me drive because I ate. So I'm not eating. And he's like, no, it's fine. And I said, so you're going to DJ the radio because he wanted to play like nostalgic music so it was like 90s rap so you want to dj the radio eat your wendy's and drive in michigan on the highway absolutely not sit your ass in the passenger seat and i will drive like calm down and so that's why i was like he's excited i'm annoyed like i was just being such an asshole it was such a like a like a relationship kind of my partner is really excited and it's fucking annoying me tell somebody go tell him to calm down Um, But anyway, we got there and we mistakenly, but great for us. You know how they have Michigan lefts? I love those things. So we parked ourselves like we sat our chair right at a Michigan left. And so all of the traffic was on like, I think it north side of Woodward and left side of Woodward was less traffic because people were driving up Woodward and then coming back down. And so what some people were doing is they didn't want to be in that gridlock traffic. So they were turning at that Michigan left that we were right in front of. And so when you have a like an SRT8 or you have like a Trackhawk or something like that, you hit that turn and you just speed off because you have nothing but that long stretch. So it was like I was watching like races right there because people were turning and just hauling ass down the road. And so you hear the sounds of the engine and see everybody getting excited. And then we just so happened to be in front of these really rowdy boys that kept trying to get everybody to burn out. So there were burnouts across the street and it was just really great. I really enjoyed it. And I'm excited to go back next year. Petey, stop. He's making all sorts of noise. The first of many appearances, and you'll get better each year, finding a good space and knowing where you want to be. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I hope, and honestly, I hope we can be in it at one point. Like Thomas and I, early in our relationship, owned an SRT8 charger and had to give it up. So 
Um, I want my next car. I want it to be, I want, you know, the Grand Cherokees have special engines, some of them. So I'm hoping I could get one. Uh, yeah, you can go from the Jeep Fest Parade to the Woodward Dream Cruise. You'll have quite an <laughs> August. <laughs> It'll be a good time. You should come with us next time. No. Uh, yeah. I'm telling you, it was super easy because we found our seat, sat there, and we were, I feel like you and I are similar in that that's what we want to do and just sit. I don't like parades at all. all I, don't, right. I don't see the fascination. I put parades right near fireworks and <laughs> parades with cars. Absolutely not. No Oy way. All right. Um, I, I helped my friend Matt Lewis on Saturday with his uh, meal preps for me. Yeah. I, I think he said there were 850 meals for the, for the day. And I touched every one of them putting asparagus in or broccoli or some kind of protein it was a different kind of experience for me good for him I was before you shared that I was actually thinking about Matt and I said I wonder how he's doing like I wonder if momentum has like calmed down or if it's picked up for him um no I mean because I think they've gotten too popular too fast and he's got himself a nice little sized enterprise and he's having a hard time finding people reliable people uh, to help him on his line and uh, I if I can I think I'll do it again on Saturday he paid me which I wasn't expecting Um, oh that's nice so yeah he's uh, he said he's paying like 15 bucks for adults 12 for kids to help out and it's really just standing on a line shoving a tray to the person to your right and uh and getting those things situated it i should do that to make money for my wedding if you want like <laughs> he needs people so literally uh, we we could do that and um yeah so that was my saturday and uh i i'll i'll break the news here on the podcast i can put it out later on social but at long last faith has been adopted by Mo Brogan from the original sub shop downtown. So Faith Oh good will be a little sister to Pepper Steak. So is Faith gonna be at the sub shop occasionally? Like will we be able to visit her? Possibly. I don't know how much Mo has Pepper Steak down there, but mm-hmm. um hey, I mean Mo wanted another dog. I I, figured, I don't know if I nudged her to get a dog in the first place, but I was nudging her because she had asked me about Faith and um I mean, it's it's great for business because yeah, Faith is a bit of a celebrity and, and absolutely adorable and help, can help you, business. You were fantastic in always sharing about Faith. I can't tell you how many messages I got. Like, tell me about this dog. What do you know about this dog? I was just talking to a friend Friday night. Um, who said that she wants a little baby dog. She's like, I want a little dog. She has two big ones, two pit bulls that are kind of like the sweetest little things. And she's like, she was holding, I was at my friend's house for like a pride party and she was holding their dog and like cuddling them. And she said, I want one. I've been really wanting, and they just bought a house, you know, with a pool and really nice. And so she's like, I really want another dog. And I said, I have the perfect one, Faith. Faith is great. Here she is running in circles. Like she's fantastic. And she wanted her so bad, but her partner was like, no, absolutely not. So they adopted a dog named Remy a couple, I want to say last year. Yeah, probably last year. And Remy has this medical condition where she cannot keep food down unless she is eating a certain way. So they actually made a chair for her to sit in while she eats that makes it basically makes her stand up on her hind legs 
and supports her. And then the bowl of food is in front of her. So she's got like a little doggy high chair because like she, and she's got it. Yeah. She's got to sit there for like five minutes. So her food can work its way down her esophagus into her belly. Otherwise she will, she will reject it. And so they, there's a lot of work for Remy and she's been, you know, in and out of the vet and they're doing such a good job caring for her and giving her the best quality of life. And she'll have a long life, but I don't know if they were ready to take in another dog that may have challenges. And sure. I was like, it's just eye drops. It's just right. eye drops. It's the, like, I wanted, I wanted Faith to be adopted in my circle so I could see her because I did kind of want her after a while. Everybody liked the Faith post. Nobody wanted to adopt Faith. So I know, but I guess that that's what it's like. And good um, job, Mo. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, but, 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 oh, so I, I, I told you about the inside this five stuff on Friday night, right? You didn't have to. I saw all about okay. it. <laughs> yeah, it is, and that it is, restaurant looks really nice, by the way. We it, should it go. Is, it is Perrysburg. Let's see. Uh, but, 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 okay, so and I'm just seeing this. Vinny sent me this. Uh, this business recently received. Increased public attention, which often means other people come to this page while well, we don't take a sandwich. Please note that we apply. So I think their Facebook page is no longer active. They did like shut mm. down their Twitter on Friday night, and Josh Mandel was doing Josh Mandel mini things. Trump things. If you don't know, <laughs> he went to Perry. He went to the inside the five location in Perrysburg and met a girl named Brienne and touted her, and because she was sick and still came to work anyway and said we need more employees like that and things went nuclear um right stupid short-sighted uh thoughtless like it's all of them and at least from what i saw and we get stuck in our little silos but it seemed like a lot of people were, were pretty upset um that he did that and that she went to work sick considering the fact that we're in a pandemic and look she could have had an upset stomach but what a nightmare. What an absolute nightmare. I'm surprised. And I don't know. I guess I haven't seen any. All of the comments I have seen have have like just spoken about Josh Mandel, not necessarily inside the five. I would be surprised if they got like bashed for something stupid that a politician did. Because like, let's also take into consideration. It's not like that employee was like, hey, I don't feel well. And the owners are like, you have to work. Most of the time like people come into work not feeling well and they don't even say anything you know what i mean like they just do it they don't they don't really speak about it if this person was actually not feeling well and it was something related to like a covid symptom or just in general i think there's now more tolerance for somebody when they say i'm going to stay home because i really am not feeling well but what a dummy (laughs) like (laughs) what an asshole i mean did has he even come out and said anything I haven't seen. He's just a oh my god. A, he's just a pot stirrer, and it's a shame he's here in this state. Um, yeah, but oh, not shocking <laughs> at the same time. It, so it, it's interesting. Um, Ruby's mom, Liz, was kind of on his trail, and I think uh, she had a Jim Acosta meets the president kind of moment with him. So. Ooh. I was texting Ruby's dad on Friday night. I was like, look what's going down. Uh, send Liz out to track this shit down because it was it was a firestorm. And uh, I just looked, when I looked, Josh Mand, uh, when I looked up Inside the Five on Facebook, when I looked them up, every story that became a national story from 
WUSA 9, 10 TV, it's in the Blade, it's everywhere. Like, it became a national thing. And yeah, I haven't seen it on any major news sites that, that I travel to because it happened over the, it was on the Friday and the weekend news cycle. But enough people saw it and, and it was a thing. And I'm, he did the poor girl and the restaurant a disservice by not saying, like, yeah. what was ailing her because we all immediately jumped to, to COVID. I mean, they could have been, you know, lady cramps or or something but to just he just dropped it and walked away from it and the damn thing went nuclear yeah i mean and to be honest even if he would have shared it you could probably like the covid symptoms are so like broad to me you know you get headaches some people get a runny nose some people get a sore throat a fever you know what i mean like even if she said well i had migraines that could be covid right (laughs) you know you're right unless it's cramps but then at the same time some people have like diarrhea so it there really is just i don't know it was just dumb i feel bad for the girl as well because he pictured he took a picture with her in it i wonder did she know what he wanted a picture with her for like just and then and then you know it's just encouraging that old school mentality of like if you not listening to your body working putting work above all else like good for her for coming into work although she didn't feel well we need more people like her no no like nope. work does not get put above all else not 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 anymore well i i was hoping and this probably did happen anyway i did not want to read a litany of think pieces about more paying people more and blah like i didn't want that i've i've had enough of that in my brain yeah like this girl's like and she's a server at a bar. Like, doing that kind of thing is kind of a right to life. This mm-hmm. is not like a 35-year-old woman trying to take care of her kids. Um, I just, I did, so I kind of wanted to avoid it and see if there's anything that I could have helped get a message out. And some people reached out to me. And I think that girl, Brianne, did hop in on some post before they all vanished and had positive things to say. And I, I mean, it was, a, it was a Brianne and it looked like her. But what an absolute nightmare. What a <laughs> yeah. nightmare. And Inside the Five, I think, had a good response to it also. What, um, what did you see them say? I think I saw them say share some sort of paragraph that says, we have prioritized our staff's health above all else. We would not put staff in harm's way. We've cut our hours. We've tried to be good you know, citizens and business owners regarding COVID. So they were basically saying, like, we are not, like we stand behind our reputation and something like this is unfortunate, but it's not a, you know, indicative of how we operate and, and our history shows that. So it was something like that. I thought it was great. I hope that this, I mean, it'll die down. I don't think that they'll be like affected though. Cause at the same time they're in Perrysburg. Like, well, you know what I mean? There's two of them. There's the Sylvania one as well. And I, I get what you're saying. Well, and- that's the good thing about it. And, and again, I've said this before. If you ever get wrapped up in something like this, know that it blows over because something else wild will happen that will get the attention of the sure. Internet. Sure. Um, yeah, exactly. There's somebody that messaged me and said uh, th- they had an alternative story about how COVID was managed there and somebody came in Ooh. with it. And, but I don't, I, like, I just don't know. I don't know who has an ax to grind uh-huh. and, and who doesn't. And that's why, like I, I say, let's take the entire scope of the behavior of this place. Uh-huh. Um, converse to that. There's some place called the lamplight. I think it's also in Perrysburg and 
they put up a Facebook post yesterday saying that they couldn't stay open for the whole day because they didn't have enough employees and employees. And it was one of those those whiny things. And um, they even put in there, don't don't we're not going to talk about, you know, paying people more, blah, blah, blah. But it's interesting. Well, at it is, and, and at this point, it's it, it's probably not because of unemployment or extra money. It's because other, like, you're going to get more at Chipotle and Meyer and Walmart, and they're not going to want to work at small businesses. I'm saying this from experience, so I'm not sitting on some, like, high horse or, like, speaking from inexperience. I, myself, don't pay people enough to work at the center like they would get paid at other organizations. Right. So I understand. But, yeah. Thank you for saying that. Like, that's why I... I don't want to get buried in these debates of pay people more. In, like, let's talk about that for, and, and no, I don't want to talk about that, but like, you're not being <laughs> expected to, uh, what's the phrase? Uh, a living, you don't have to pay Jade a living wage. It's a side right. gig for her as she's in school. That's why I said, like, this girl, Brianne, she's 20-something. She's not a mom taking, like, care of her kids trying to pay for St. Ursula or something. Like, living wage is for, like, if you're working 40 hours a week and not getting benefits, we have to have a discussion. But if you're like yeah. Jade at the center for 15 hours a week, like, it's part of what she wants to do and grow into. So I hate that whole discussion. Yeah, I just, I mean, I I have always, though, prior to this, wanted to pay them just a bit more just because I felt like that's reasonable. But that's another story for a different day. And it doesn't have anything to do with living wage or being able to afford anything for re really. It was just for maintaining people at, like truthfully because they can go somewhere else and they will go somewhere else. What is interesting, though, and I think some of these organizations might run into challenges is like we have already sought out temp agencies and part and you know getting a contract with a temp agency most of them aren't accepting any more employers because they have so many because they're right. all looking for staff so right. it's just you know it's an interesting conundrum i'm not going to point the finger at, at anyone i never i don't think i ever have um and so and i don't know i think these posts about you know not having staff are just kind of getting old so beyond just informing the public will be closing down for the half of the day. And then if there is some sort of response that's more critical, then you can explain it a bit further. There's just not like, it's old news. Yeah. It really is. It's just, you know what I mean? Like your, the argument is just not really holding any weight anymore. And I think there, m most of these are like restaurants or like front facing things. And I think it's been talked about, but it's not in big neon lights. It's dealing mm -hmm. with, it's not even the money necessarily. Like the money is probably okay enough. It's dealing with shithead people. Like yeah. forget about paying people more. Like we've made some headway there. It's time to turn on its head. The customer is always right. Because a lot of time that has emboldened the customer to be a true fucking asshole. And I know, like, I know that this sounds so like roses and rainbows, but at the same time, I never lose sight of the fact that, like, we're all going through a challenging time. Just getting the fuck up and coming into work sometimes just isn't worth it. And, like, if I can't pay someone a wage to make it worth it, sometimes that frustrates me. I don't care how much your rent is or if you have to feed yourself. Like, of well, of course I do, but I would rather pay you enough just to make you want to come in because, right. like, we're all dealing with the worst couple years um, some worse than others. And it's just, sometimes you just don't want to get up and come in. Yep. 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 Like today I'm home. <laughs> um, 
So you did or did not watch the Corgi races on ESPN? I mean, I watched a little snippet of it. So yeah, like I watched the. I think there was like a Twitter where it showed like, I, how long was it? Was it multiple races or just the one? They're Corgis. How much can they run? Well, most of the time, I mean, it's actually kind of famous. I'm surprised the Mud Hens haven't picked up on it. Sunny and Ruby would win. <clears throat> like they're doing halftime shows and the halftime show is like a Corgi race. They do it in Michigan all the time. We get invited to it a lot. We just never made the drive up there to do it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I did watch it. I watched one like run off completely into the center grass and the others like some it's funny when they trip each other up. But like as a Corgi owner, I'm like, if somebody breaks her tendon or her arm, I'm going to be pissed, <laughs> you know? So you think um, you think she'd do OK in the race? Oh, yeah. If you put me at the end, like if you put me at the beginning and like where you like let her go and then put Thomas on the other end with a treat, she will beat out all of those little short bitches. Like Sunny will definitely smoke them all. Um, they will eat her dust, whatever you want to refer to it as. And I know a lot of sporting events do like Corgi races now as a halftime show just because yeah. it's funny. Um, so that would be pretty interesting. I know a couple Corgis in Ohio in like our area that could participate. Um, I think last thing, because I mean, the world could be burning right now, but I don't know about it because I've been out of pocket a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I keep kicking around this idea of another Halloween or October get together. Mm -hmm. um, COVID, COVID stuff aside. Um, mm -hmm. And I keep running into, I don't want to exclude anybody and my place is only so big like there are people that I would really like to invite but I don't think I have room for them and I'd have to limit it and if I limit it I'm gonna feel bad so guidance, yeah. guidance and insight I mean we the I feel like there's a few different locations we can choose from we have a party room here like on our property but I kind of live in the middle of nowhere for some people um, although I'm right like five minutes from downtown we could totally make it happen where we all get together. Um, I like that so that nobody feels excluded. Cause I know there was a couple people that felt excluded, but that wasn't the intention at the last party. It's just naturally that's how it happens. Um, yeah. I say, don't let that be a hindrance to us getting together. We just figure out where we're going to do it. Amanda's new house. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. That's Her house is beautiful. That's a sore hmm? spot. Uh, I, uh -oh, I have to sorry. check okay. check in with her to see if she has one at this point. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know what because uh, I I want to do it at, at, at my place, but it's just not big enough to get all the people unless it was just like me, you, Bethany, and several others. Other than that, we it's just too small a place. And I did think about like there's got to be a place I could I could do this, and that that would be easy enough to get done, but. I don't know. So, because I do like I, be, I do like being a host. But what if you? And this is totally like I don't know. I've been to parties like this and enjoyed it just fine. But what about if you, you know, open up your garage and put like a, some drinking games out there in the garage? So you have your living room, the kitchen, and the garage. Like people have worked the because your parties tend to be that way. You have folks in the living room, folks in the kitchen, the a couple people sitting on the stairs. No, not the basement. I don't even remember your basement. Is it big enough? 
Yeah, it's plenty remember. big. It's absolutely big. Oh, like, there you go. Yeah. No, okay, that, that's that's a good point. Because I, I would much rather do it at, at home than at a place where there's going to be costs and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, And I'm fine with cleanup yeah. and stuff. But no, you're right. That's a very good point. Um, okay. Bring like be- a little pop-up table or even a fire pit. Like I'm sure you can just have a quick fire right out, right outside of your garage and sit some chairs. I would absolutely sit around a fire pit in the, in October. Oh my goodness. I thought about, uh, getting one a couple of weeks ago when I was running a bunch of yeah. things, a bunch of errands at Home Depot because it's like 50 or 60 bucks. So yeah, they, they've yeah. got, they've got to be easy. So, okay. Um, that, that's helpful. You like utilizing other parts of the house. That's, mm-hmm. that's good stuff right there. Mm, thank you. I try. I do my best. Everybody wants the the uh, candy corn martini. We'll get it done. No, oh. fuck no. It's, I said Mar- I, a competition. Make it a competition. Best one wins. I bet you candy corn will come in dead last. Mm, well, <laughs> you're, you're, you might not be wrong. I mean, I know that there are lots of candy corn haters out there. I'll and en- I'll enter one and call it the Pete Teeny. The Pete. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, it's Maj's birthday today. If you want to wish her a happy birthday. Oh, I will have to. I um, Her and I were talking the other day, and we were going to go downtown and ride scooters from one end to the other, um, but she said she was out of town. I feel like she's always out of town or on vacation or something. I'm a little jealous, but she worked really hard during the pandemic for the vaccination stuff, so I guess she's yeah, earned it. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, yeah. Uh, I saw that some of the scooters made their way onto the trail, So, but no one, oh, Jesus. no one, to my knowledge, has been run over yet, so I guess that's a positive. Yeah, we're doing all right. I mean, there's, um, I guess there hasn't really been a crazy weekend though, like Labor Day, but Labor Day is never crazy. I think we're, I think we've survived that. So whoever yeah. rolled it out, they rolled it out at a good time. Maj was giving me a hard time. She she said she said I was I was old, and yeah. uh, like these are popular things. I'm like I get that, and I also had to explain to her like. I don't fucking care. I am not going to be mowed <laughs> down on a scooter. But if we only did content like here and on the air that affected me, there would be no content. <laughs> I, you and I agree with agree, you know, about it. But at the same time, I'm still going to get on them. Like I want to, I do want to have experience where I ride the one with the chair because I'm lazy. So where I ride the scooters from one end to the other. Um, and have a good time. Maybe when Heavy Brewery opens their new rooftop downtown on Adams, I will be able to go from one spot to the other. I'm so excited about that, by the way. That's like two years out. Damn it. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, have a good rest of your afternoon. Um, Think of some questions for uh, for Mac tomorrow, and uh, I'll text you later. Yes, yes. Sounds good. Give me a buh-bye. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Buh-bye. Bye. (laughs) Buh-bye.